Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Anim on a Tangent. It's Dave Piper, and this is my conversation with Mario Castaneda. He's a artist for an amazing video game that I played called The Bridge, and I go on about how great the game is during the interview, but seriously, if you like puzzle games, you should check it out. I played through it once, I'm going to play through it again in like a month or so, just give me some time to forget about it, but... Really, really incredible game. His next couple games that are coming out are Hex Heroes. Don't really have a release date on that. In fact, we don't have a release date on either one of these, but hear me out. Hex Heroes, the little baby of his that he's creating. So when that comes out, it's coming out on Wii U. Go check it out. Honestly, this guy's got a cool eye. Cool eye for stuff. But then uh, Tumblestone is going to be coming out soon, and that's another collaboration between uh, himself and the game developer from The Bridge, the game that I enjoyed so much. So you guys should definitely check out Tumblestone when it comes out. I know I will be getting it, obviously. Uh, he's a great guy, really nice guy. At 46 minutes, we do spoil the, the game Undertale, and just know that. So if you don't want to hear that, uh, it's right around 46 minutes. We don't talk about it very long, though. Probably about five minutes tops, and you can go on. But just wanted to put that out there. And yeah, his Twitter account is, I guess I'll spell it for you, it's W-R-A-C-K-U-N-E. It's like Raccoon? I am an idiot. Do you guys realize I just figured that out? Raccoon. You guys get it? Do you, you guys, I'm so happy that this is on recording, because that is how dumb I am. That's That's the level... That's the level you guys are spending your time with every week. Sorry about that. Anyways, this guy's smart. I'm not. Listen to our conversation. It's great. You'll enjoy it. Cheers. That's a lovely, lovely voice. I don't play loads of games, but man, my friend found that on Xbox Live, and we talked about that game for a month. We talked, I mean, uh, what, what was it? What exactly is the process like working i mean are you working game design as well as art or um well i mean how do you mean game design like do you... so well, so making art at least for the bridge um especially has it, it was very almost game design intensive so um ty was a programmer and designer i was the artist um but when um when i put together the level art Okay, so let me let me back it up. Okay. I would give me a blueprint for a level, and that would look like just random gray cubes. Um, I would take that and kind of go wild with it and try to draw some uh, something novel and MCSR-like on top of that, um, and then we would test that. And if that tested well, then it was good. And if it didn't, then it, we'd have to take it back to the drawing board, so to speak, and I'd have to edit some parts of the level art that might be um, obscuring things or mm-hmm. like the solution or might that might guide players a little bit more to the solution. Okay. So the the role of artist and designer kind of bled a little bit into each other. Okay. So so Ty did general and Ty what's Ty's last name? Uh, Taylor. Ty yeah, Ty Taylor. Yeah. So Ty Taylor and Mario made this game for everyone listening called The Bridge. And it's, uh, I, you know, just go play it. If you like puzzle games, go play it. It's a great, it's, I, I stand by it. 
It's 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 an amazing game. It's one of the it's I mean it's one of the best puzzle games I've ever played, man. It just it was just I couldn't believe how good it was, and the fact that and don't take this as a slight, but the fact that not every person was talking about it surprised me, because again, you know, a couple of years ago this game came along called Braid, which I'm sure you've heard of, you know, since you, and and it was incredible. I mean. And everybody was talking about it. And when my friend and I were playing through this game together, we we kept saying, like, how does not everyone know about this? Like, this is... It, it, it was so intuitive. And I'm really big on art in games because I really believe that video games are an art form. And I'm sure you share the same respect. Yeah, totally. <laughs> because it's just... I mean, look, I mean... Your 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 game's a great example. It's just a great example of that. So thank you. No, no problem. I mean, I, I will try not to uh, flatter you the whole time. But uh, so so you guys. So where did you guys get together? Did he? Did you like apply for it, or how about did that happen? So we both went to Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland. In Cleveland, Ohio. yeah. Oh, I'm from actually just north of Akron, so I know. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So we both attended there. Um, at the same time, um, I was uh, part of the like game class that they they were kind of experimenting with, and okay. I did art there. <clears throat> um, I was getting my degree in computer science. Okay. And um, Ty was getting his master's, I believe. Okay. Um, and so he had known my work from a previous game game class that I had done, um, and just reached out to me. Um, we met on campus. We worked out sort of. I don't, I'm not sure. How far either of us thought the game would go? Yeah. Um, I kind of viewed it as like, oh, this is a little pet project that, like, you know, you don't really expect this to kind of evolve and to be like your full time job um, at first, at least. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how it began. Once we had a really concrete game going, and the mechanic was fluid, and it was more than just you know drawings on paper um, and something playable, that's when. Yeah, we really took off, um, and a lot of that development happened after we both uh, left Case, had graduated. Oh, okay. And he worked in Seattle on the game, and I worked in um, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Was that was it hard to? I, I've worked with artists in the past on things like logos and stuff. Was it hard to? I don't know. Communicate effectively with the gap. No. Um, that's probably because there's only two of us. Yeah. I mean, our our roles were pretty well defined and separated. <laughs> and then any time that like he had a design suggestion for the art, that was pretty easily conveyed. Uh, it helped that we had a lot of like both of us were present during some of the big testing moments at Indicate or Pax, and we could write notes and we both knew what kind of what we were looking at in terms of you know how the art should change. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, were you a fan of MC Escher before you guys made the game? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, okay. <laughs> so so you were not you were not like oh what do you want? You were just like okay, perfect. This is great. Yeah, yeah. And I think Ty always had that in mind, the art style, uh, because he wanted to to make a game that I mean the mechanics existed before the style did, so mm-hmm. he was hoping I think that the art style would look like that. And yeah, yeah, it was- yeah. It's that. It's that game's like with the with the art style as well as the gameplay as well as the story is is almost 
one of these little perfect packages that someone tucked away. Just every on every level, the game works. It's one of those things that you kind of see like when a song comes together with a band or something like that. It's just kind of everything's playing at the right level, and it's just all working. Thank so, you. So, um, so did you guys? Sorry, I shouldn't say did you guys, but did you look into other games like Echo Chrome or? I mean, there are other games that are similar, not similar in game style by any means, but by by art, you know, because of MC Escher. And... No, I primarily drew um, inspiration from Escher. Yeah, yeah. And was was it at all? I mean, were there a lot of challenges for you? Because you know, MC Escher's work is is pretty um, mind bending. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's sort of a a conflict with both functionality of a game and something like Escher's art, where a piece of his art exists sort of for your your eyes to like traverse and wander, and that's not necessarily what you you want in a game. Um, you want direction and sort of clarity of of the like puzzle and its mechanics, and so I tried to work in as much sort of mind bending architecture and stuff without detracting from the experience. So there's there's definitely there's definitely that to to keep in mind. Were you and Ty like buddies? Like are you do you guys like get along? You guys are friends? Is it like a collaboration thing, or is it like oh, you guys work together and then that's and that's how it, not like I'm not saying you guys hate each other or anything. Just <laughs> no, we're buddies. We just don't. I mean, we don't really get to see each other very often because yeah, we're he's in Seattle. Okay. Still, still the distance. Yeah. So what do so what are you at, what are you up to now currently? Uh, well, currently I'm working with Ty on Tumblestone, um, and uh, he's got two other programmers involved in that too. Um, and gosh, I have five projects now. Oh so, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tumblestone, um, I'm working on. I'm doing some pixel art for a game called Merchant on Android. Okay. Uh, I think we're. I better not say anything. That's fine. That's fine. I can cut uh, that out if you'd like. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. That, that's fine. I'm working on on merchant. I just don't want to reveal any plans for the future because I'm not sure. If, yeah. But anyway. Absolutely. Um, I'm working on another game that I should probably not mention. Right. Uh, I'm working like the, too many details. Uh, I'm working on. Let's see what was that? One, two, three. I'm working on a concept for another game. Okay. And I'm working on Hex Heroes. Uh, and Hex Heroes is sort of my darling. Um, okay. Well, what's tell me about Hex Heroes. So, Hex Heroes is a party RTS game or a parties game. Oh, very, <laughs> very nice. Um, for the Wii U. So, if you imagine a um, imagine a traditional RTS like StarCraft or WarCraft, mm-hmm. a top-down bird's-eye view of the map. Uh, that experience where you can command units, build buildings, manage resources. That's all on the gamepad. Okay. The uh, actual doing of the of the characters on the ground, like the fighting, the harvesting, uh, that is handled by four players on the TV and four player split screen. So the the commander sits off to the sideline. They look at the world from the bird's eye view. They instruct the players on the TV how to play. They say, you know, we got enemies incoming from the south, or hey, I need some like stone. Can you go harvest that? And uh, the players on the on the TV get to choose um, between. Uh, eight classes to play as, and uh, kind of adventure and fight and that sort of thing. Okay, so it's so it's top down on the screen as, or sorry, on the actual gamepad as well as 
Right, Zelda it's top down okay. on the gamepad, and it's like a Zelda E style, 3D Zelda. Okay, so like, like an Ocarina of Time, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For that's that's awesome. That sounds sweet. It sounds. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, not to compare it because Thief of Joy and all, but uh, it's shoot, I lost it. I had it. Oh, um, Battlefield Four, I think had, or maybe it was Battlefield Hardline, but one of them had. A squad leader that was similar to that would tell people to attack objectives. Okay. And my buddy, same guy, his name's uh, Skunk as well, I'll call him, that's his gamer tag. But uh, he, we, he and I would always do that. And I, I, we, again, we were always like, man, this is almost as much fun as playing the regular game. Like, it's, it's, it's a different level. It's almost on the same level where some people play Madden, but some people like to just do the managing of the team. Right, right. Yeah. So we're hoping to kind of hit a lot of audiences with that. The sort of RTS, maybe more methodical player, likes to play as the gamepad. Mm-hmm. As, um, you know, you've got your more action-y type players playing on TV. And there's eight different classes. So, you know, you've got your rogue, um, your knight, your uh, worker, and they all contribute to the team in different ways. Some can okay. much better, some can, um, you know, stave off enemies a lot easier. That's a... That's a- Great idea. I managed to get Grant Kirkhope to do the music, too. He was the composer for Banjo-Kazooie. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, and a lot of rare games. Oh, wow, that's that's wonderful. So have you guys started actually building that game? Is it like it's in the works currently? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we kickstarted it two years ago, a little over two years ago now. Okay. And <laughs> I had two years flew by fast. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, it's still going steady. It's still uh, going steady, good. We've, I mean, we've had to reorient the team a little bit, and... Porting to Wii U has not been um, a cakewalk, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, we had a lot of... I mean, I specifically had a lot of ideas for the visual direction, and we're trying really hard to make sure that that, that still is... that it's not compromised on the Wii U, because mm-hmm. it's pretty underpowered uh, compared to, like, you know, uh, Xbox One, PS4. Okay, PC. yeah. Understandable. And it's built on Unity. Okay, see, I don't, I don't understand any of that talk, but I, but I am interested in, in it. So, so how does this porting system work? So you build the game on a PC or a Mac, or? Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't give you a very good in-depth analogy. Okay. I, I mean, I, I do know how to code, but I mean, I'm not part of. This oh, project. okay. Not I the understand. programmer on this project. I'm specifically doing art. Okay, no, I understand that. Yeah. But um, I mean. In terms of bringing a game from PC to Wii U, the the challenges really arrive in bugs that may surface because the architecture is just different, mm-hmm. um, and performance. So oh. on a PC, you know, I've got my 32 gigs of RAM that they're never going to dry up. You know, yeah. The Wii U doesn't have as much RAM at like in any way, shape, or form. Okay. PC. So. We're using a very, very, very limited amount of, or rather, we're afforded a very limited amount of that RAM. Understand. Um, so, you know, texture sizes have to be shrunk. Um, we're, we have to have a, an LOD, which stands for level of detail, mm-hmm. system in place that kind of groups objects together that you can't interact with. I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm losing you here. No, not at all. No, not at all. I mean, I, so imagine, um, so like in our game, in Hex Heroes, there's like, there's a forest, right? And you can harvest trees in that forest. Uh, but you can only harvest them if you're right next to them, obviously. 
So in order to cut down on the number of interactable objects on screen or in the game at one time, if you're not near a tree, we try to batch all those trees together as one object. Oh. Split them up piecemeal-like as you get closer to them. And that kind of helps performance. It's okay. Just a, a little bit of insight into that. Okay, yeah. I've seen, it's probably not similar, but in my head it is, I've seen similar things in, like, Destiny. As you, if you're scoping, you know, down sites and you're walking, you can see totally. stuff slowly popping in the, you know, in the frame. Yeah, absolutely. But, That's the same, same, same uh, premise there. Cool. Okay, so, so then when... So then the porting comes over and there's a bunch of issues, so that is just what sucks probably a lot of time. It just Yeah, I mean, so much so that a lot of uh, studios will hire some third party to do it for them. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, I think it's, it's incredible that you get to make your own game. You know, that's pretty cool. You're kind of building it from the ground up. Oh, yeah, totally. And so, like, what, if you don't mind me asking, and don't answer if you don't want, but, like, what kind of style is the game? And, if, like, if you could compare it to something... Oh, the visual style? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, have you seen Stacking on uh, Xbox 360? I don't think so. Uh, uh, it's sort of a Russian nesting doll game. And um, there's... Oh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know so I know this game looks like, yeah. So okay. Hex Heroes is sort of modeled after little figurines. Okay. In a, in a board game, since every... Um, since the map is made up of hexes. Like hex pieces, so oh, okay, I want yeah. to go with like a a visual style that matched that. Um, all the little characters are like rigid wooden objects that kind of bob around and hop. Um, I mean, that was both a was both a aesthetic that I wanted to work on and one that would benefit our team in terms of reducing the amount of like heavy detail and animation work mm-hmm. um, that was needed. Yeah, well, that's. I I often say it seems like things that are more simplistic seem to work more for me. But, I mean, within reason. Obviously, there's games that, like Bioshock, that that's not very simplistic, but incredible. <laughs> so, whatever. But, uh, but I mean, The Bridge is a great example. There's a couple other games that come to mind. Like, I don't know if you, if you played The Swapper by any chance. Yes. That's, that's another one that was, like, hit on all levels for me. And the way that, the game mechanics works in line with the actual art is one of the like <laughs> one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a video game. I think I mean, yeah. it, it, it's right up there with. Uh, it, I'll tell you, man. Some of those puzzles were frustrating beyond belief. But like yeah. where Skunk and I would ask each other, like, "Where are you?" and we'd talk about where we were in the game, and we'd just be like, kind of, kind of come competition but not really but man some of those levels took me 40 minutes i mean <laughs> just for one it took so much time so incredible work but i i promise i'm not going to talk about the bridge the whole time but that's uh i did creep on you a little bit before we did this just to get some more information and i found a i think it's a website where you uploaded images so if this is not you i'm sorry but did you draw somewhere on the internet like a batman picture is that is that like is was that your pro- portfolio? I don't think so. Okay, there's a there's a guy with your name that has a bunch of art up online that looks like it's drawn in like Photoshop, and there was like a Batman photo. There's a whole bunch of different characters. So you went to Case Western. Did you grow up in Arizona? Yes. Okay. Uh, I grew up in Phoenix, um, but like about half my family lives in Ohio, and so. Oh really. 
Yeah, and my uh, my aunt's a high school teacher there, uh, at least was. Uh huh. She's retired now, but she pointed out case to me and said, you know, this was this would be a good school, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really want to look at a whole bunch of schools around the nation, so I was like, all right, yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, yeah. And that was back when I wanted to be a biomedical engineer. Oh, really? So okay, well, we're gonna have to get there then. Um, yeah. So you chose Case Western, came across the country, and. I mean, how how was the first winter for you? Uh, it was all right. Yeah, it wasn't bad. The first winter was it was actually um, the first year in like I don't know how many times, how many years that uh, class was canceled because oh. of heavy snow. Um, and Case was always the school that like boasted we never cancel our classes. So mm-hmm. uh-huh. get used to it, you know. Yeah. So that was a lot of snow. Um, like I don't know how many feet fell in an hour. Yeah, how, uh, what, sorry, what years were you there, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, um, 2006 to 2011. Oh, okay, so, oh, nice, that's, uh, I graduated in 06 as well, so, that's, so okay. we're about the same age, yeah, so I'm going to, you're, what, 29, 28, 29? 28. Okay, yeah, so cool, awesome, a lot of people I talk to on here are a little bit older than me, and I always feel intimidated, <laughs> because, I don't know, with time you have knowledge, and you know, it always it's a little I think different. I feel intimidated by people far younger than me because it's like you you're here at my my level. Yeah. Years before me, I gotta pick up the pace. Yeah, no, I I can understand that. I actually sometimes I, I when I'm watching, I'm a football fan, and I'll be watching football, and I think it's, most of these guys are younger than me at this point. It's is and I and I never played football, so what am I doing with my life? Like you know, but. Yeah. It is what it is. Whatever. It's not a big deal. Okay, so you first went to ke- for uh, to, to case for biomedical engineering. Yeah, um, that was. I mean, I was told growing up that like, you know, you can make art for a living, but it's gonna be tough, and uh-huh. you should probably have a fallback or something that, you know, you do in your full time so that art is only part time. Um, and my mom was a nurse and. Mm-hmm. I was always kind of fascinated by, you know, biology and the medical field. And so that, I thought that was in, a natural fit for me, but requires a lot of discipline that I did not have yeah. in that regard. I mean, yeah. indie game development takes a lot of discipline as well, but it's different. Um, Wait, certainly. So, yeah, I, I a lot of my friends were doing computer science, and I thought, you know, why not try it? Um I didn't have any real computer experience before college because we had a pretty crappy old Macintosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for me, video games, they were almost made like in a black box, you know. Yeah. It didn't really click with me, each of the roles that people have. And I think that's something that's really interesting about today is I think people have a, a far greater understanding of how games are made thanks to the Internet and the way that... Um, you know, the, there's a lot of developer uh, kind of panels that are given now to the public. You know, yeah. I mean, what was it Watch Dogs Two opened with a uh, like a behind the scenes? You know, and that would never have happened in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Like, they would not devote that much time to talking about how they're making a game. Certainly, it was that the trailer was just released like a couple days ago. Was yeah, that, or yeah. yesterday something. I think. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't play the first game, so I didn't. And I, I don't. I was interested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Why? Why wouldn't you be? Of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. I think as I was thinking about game design, you know, and I was thinking about the games that I was playing at the time were Halo when I first started playing video games, 
and Bungie was always like that. They were super transparent, and you'd almost get you'd almost get acclimated to each person. Like people knew who Martin O'Donnell was because he was the composer, and everybody knew who he was, and never you know because like I think Marty had a like a weekly thing he'd post on there. So it was pretty cool to see. It's it's very much like how a movie's made. That and that's why I I argue with people a lot about the art level of video games because look at all the things that could go wrong. And so when it all works out so right, it, it's it's annoying to me that I don't want to say normal people, but a large amount of the population doesn't even recognize it as worth time. It's it's frustrating. Like my parents' generation, our parents' generation. Like my dad doesn't understand video games, just doesn't get it. It's 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 and it's frustrating. But whatever, it is what it is. Yeah. So what what is what were there? What was like the biggest challenge in game design when it you know when you're when you're trying to get the art that you want up there, but it isn't. It clashes with the actual you know gameplay. Is there? What is there a struggle inside of you where you're like, well, I want my art to look this way, or are you you not too precious on it? Uh, yeah, there's there's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much design because I was pretty much happy with the the end results for the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, but at least you know, and, and performance isn't something we ran into with the bridge performance issues, but with hex heroes especially, you know, dialing back a lot of the the detail and stuff. Um, has been kind of, I've had a compromise on that. Yeah, I wanted sort of sweeping forests in our levels, and we're gonna have to cut back on the trees because there's like thousands of trees, and we can't have that. Um, yeah, we just can't. Well, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, technology is gonna get to a place. I mean, just think about what people were using ten years ago, and you know, it's, yeah. So at least, at least, you know, we are where we are. But it has to be frustrating when, you know, you have a vision for something. And and it, and it just and it's just an impossibility, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay. So you grew up in Arizona. Your whole life, were you an art kid, or what? Like, what were what what what? At what point did you start falling into art? Um. Yeah, I did art a lot as a kid. Um. And I mean, my pretty much my whole family on my mom's side was really artistic and crafty, uh, involved in crafts, mm-hmm. but they just. Only my uncle, my one uncle of, uh, of six total aunts and uncles has like, you know, a real, um, sort of lifestyle and art. Okay. Um, and I, I really looked up to him and what uh, does he do? He is, he's a painter and artist of, of kind of all trades. Okay. Okay. In San Antonio. Um, and he's kind of like a, a little bit of an icon there. I don't know. I mean, you have to be there to mm-hmm. know, to know who he is. Um, so, so you kind of looked up to him as, as you know, a guy to, yeah, a guy to follow. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, I didn't know that art could translate to the digital sort of arena until college, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that my talents could, could be applied that way. I mean, I was p- pretty much purely like, you know, on paper or painting on canvas kind of art, real traditional. Okay. And um, what? So we didn't have a computer that, had any like manner of Photoshop or Wacom tablets. <laughs> yeah. What what were some of the early things that you were doing? Like when you were I mean, about what age did you start painting and drawing? Pretty young? Uh, oh yeah. I was 
gosh, two, three. Oh, that young. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it, it wasn't anything like, you know, spectacular. I mean, I guess it was better than your average two or three year old. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started painting at about, gosh, seven, maybe. Um, my grand, my grandfather got me a Bob Ross painter's kit. Oh yeah. Um, I started that way and, uh, how, how, how did, 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 would you say that having that early uh, influence from the Bob Ross painting helped you? Did it help me? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, how it helped me? I don't know. Um, probably my style. I mean, yeah. I guess I, the, all the digital artists I see have, have such concrete styles. I feel like mine's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like to be all over the place too. So I'm, like I said, I'm doing pixel art on uh, merchant. Yeah. You know, I'm doing 3d art on hex heroes and then sp- strictly 2d art on tumblestone, um, which is launching very, very soon. Tumblestone. All right. Yes. See, I haven't, I haven't heard of it. I mean, I, I don't seek out that kind of information though of games that aren't yet released. Obviously I just found out about the watchdogs thing from you. So, uh, but so what's, uh, well, I want to I want to talk more about your past. So we'll get to Tumblestone in a second. Oh sure. But uh, so so you're painting. Like, what kind of stuff are you doing at that age? Like, are you drawing? You know, what 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 exactly? Or was it not anything? It was just all over the place. It was a little bit all over the place. I do remember. I mean, it's it's a little hard for me to remember because I have I just drew so much as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what I did in my free time and and playing video games. Um. Mm-hmm. um I would draw, uh, I'd have various characters that I like to draw, and then I would think of video games that they could be in, and, uh, <laughs> le- I do, le- I do basic level design, I guess. Yeah. Just draw a, a fully zoomed out shot of a level, you know, of a level that you might see in Mario or Mega Man. Say like a 2D scroller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I did a fair amount of that. Um, painting, I was, uh, I stuck to landscapes, and I, I actually really like landscapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't like to do um, sort of like character design as much, um, and I, I prefer more abstract, organic kind of like subjects. Oh, okay. To go realistic, that's that's not my forte. Did you love Journey? Were you just? I didn't get it. I haven't had a chance to play it. I don't oh. have PS3 or PS4. So, man, I almost. Almost, I mean, I don't know you very well, but I'd, I want to mail you my PS3 so you can play it. Because <laughs> that thing hasn't been on in like a year and a half. But that's, you get a chance, man. That's a great game. You'd love it. I've, I've seen a lot of it, and I I think I started it on a friend's PS3, but only mm-hmm. five minutes of it. So Yeah. Um, so, okay. Sorry sorry to go off on that tangent, but <laughs> I had to ask. Yeah, it's, it's a very short game. I mean, it's maybe an hour and a half. Maybe. That short? Yeah. It's It's like... It's this weird game that you kind of just play through it, and there isn't really any, you know, narrative really. You're just kind of running around, and you interact with other people online that kind of pop in and out of your game. But it's not very long. I think my my buddy, different friend of mine, said that it, it only took him 45 minutes to beat it. But wow. I I really take my time when I appreciate, you know, something looks good. I'll sit in that world a lot longer than. I would, yeah, that I would with. There's I an know. online component too, right? Yeah, well, it's just 
it's just that players are kind of seamlessly coming in and out of your game with you. It's not like a multiplayer game, if that makes sense. It it is, but it also isn't. It's and then I don't want to give away too much, but I guess it's been a while since you you know since you haven't played it yet. But and then at the end they tell you all the players that you played with and all their gamer tags and stuff like that. I think maybe like how long you played with them, but it felt really cool. Like it was an experience. It wasn't playing a game. It was an experience. But uh, I know I feel like I'm losing gamer cred for not having played that game. Yeah, I mean, get yeah, it. Like I said, I'll just mail it to you. Don't worry about it. It's just it's just a <laughs> PS3. But uh, yeah, so so you you're more about landscapes, not so much character design, which would make sense why you weren't drawing Batman on the internet. <laughs> then, but like, if you go to my website, I, I still have uh, well, I, for the pieces or characters, so I know that clashes with, with what I'm talking about. But. Yeah, somewhat, but I mean, I see, I mean, the, yeah, there are characters, but I see, I, I know what you mean, though. I've, a lot of this stuff, it, it's funny, it's funny, I, do you know who Greg Capallo is by any chance? I don't. He's a comics, he, he draws Batman well, he used to, but it, he used to always talk about how Drawing Batman was the boring part, but it was drawing the glass on the you know countertop behind Batman that he really got into because it's like you can draw characters all day and they all look the same. They're just different angles. I said, but you know, I put that glass there, <laughs> and I was like, ah, that's I understand that, and I can oh. kind of understand him. you didn't want a tree there, so there wasn't one there, you right. know, and I, I I think that's great. I think that's great. So you're drawing, you're doing landscapes and everything. So throughout high school, are you still painting, drawing all the time? This is like a thing that you love. No, um, that kind of ended in high school. Mm-hmm. High school just took a lot of my time. I was in a lot of AP courses and stuff. But mm-hmm. There's zero hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I still did sort of fan art at that point of video games that I liked. Um, gosh, I don't even know where I find any of that. But, I was going to say, well, what kind of games were those? Like, what, what are some of your favorite art in video games? I was strictly Nintendo. Okay. You know, grow, I mean, when you're a kid, you don't have disposable income. So you pick one and you stick with you it. You stick with it, yep. <laughs> and so that uh, Nintendo was my console of choice. Mm-hmm. Consoles. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of Zelda. Um, gosh. Yeah, pretty much Zelda. I don't even... I mean, I owned a lot of games. But... Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I've always said that every every gamer kind of has its sta- his staple or her staple, and that's where most of the memories are because it's the smaller games you kind of forget about them. It's just like, oh yeah, I played Madden that year and I played whatever this year. But for me, that was always Halo. It was every time Halo came out, that's what I was playing. I mean, I didn't start gaming until that was probably you know. 13, 14, I was a oh. little bit older. I had an NES growing up, so I was all about, you know, the two games I had for that. But, uh, my parents weren't, you know, like I said, my dad didn't like video games, so I couldn't get, in a, get a new system until, I'm sure this is really entertaining, but I think I got a PS1 in fifth grade, and then my dad wouldn't buy me another one of any kind, so I ended up buying my own thing when I was, like, 14. Buying my first Xbox. See, and I attached myself to the Xbox bandwagon, where I just... That's what I get now. But, uh... The PS3 was a different story. It was just a good deal, so I bought it. But, uh... That's... That's where I was at. So... So, throughout high school, you're taking a lot of AP classes, and you didn't... 
you didn't do as much. So that makes so. At what point in college were you? You you were like the medical thing's not going to happen. Yeah, that was about uh, my freshman year. I did a lot of my gen ed, and um, I was sort of looking to the future of you know where my degree would take me and what it involves. And it's at that point that I like had to make a decision: Am I going to continue taking completely like biomedical courses, or should I mix it up? And so um, I tried computer science, and um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy coding. I just don't. I'm just better at art than I am at coding, and so mm-hmm. it's, it's a better use of my time. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Um, but I mean, I could credit a lot of like my my digital uh, transition in art to uh, a friend of mine who got a Wacom tablet some like some Christmas and was like, "Oh, I, don't, I never use this thing. I'm not really an artist. I just got it because it's neat. Mm-hmm. So you could use it, and I would like you to use it." And so I did, and I still I still have it. Oh, okay. Super grateful to the, um, to this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where most of the bridge took uh, was developed on. Yeah. That's... Was until later that I upgraded to my fancy Cintiq, which is a 22-inch uh, screen that you can draw on instead okay. of just a, instead of a separate, you know, oh. draw pad. Okay. Yeah. That's so. You find that you find that easier drawing directly on it, obviously, because. Yeah, it's it comes more natural. I mean, I like starting on the the drawing pads can be difficult, but you'd be surprised at how quickly it becomes second nature to to. I mean, as gamers too, you know, our hand eye coordination is it's pretty high. It's so. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly right. Yeah, it, it is weird how it almost becomes an extension. Yeah. Of your body, it's without without thinking about it. Um, okay, so what do you? Playing now, like, do you are you do you still play some games, or do you basically work a lot now because it takes a lot of your time? And... I'm trying to balance play mm-hmm. with uh, work. Um, I did a whole bunch of crunching for Tumblestone in, uh, gosh, what was it, February and March, and that was like the worst time of my life. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was like a month straight of crunching and um, going to bed at five in the morning and waking up at ten uh. morning. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been trying to integrate more gaming so that there's a balance, so that mm-hmm. there's, so I'm not so burnt out on working. Um, and uh, I play Pokemon Shuffle on my phone. Okay. Whenever I have a little bit of free time, uh, in between things, I play through Undertale, uh, which was a blast. Yeah. And so good. Let's talk about Undertale in a minute, but keep going. Keep going. Um, and then now I'm I'm playing Overwatch every now and then. How is that? I was actually just talking to my wife about that last night. Uh, it's it's pretty great. If you like TF2, or if you've... Yeah, I played a little bit of that. Then it's, it comes pretty naturally. Um, a lot of... So there's, a, there's a fair amount of classes that kind of uh, translate well, like, from TF2 to Overwatch. I think I'm mostly a little overwhelmed by the, the number of characters there are. Really? Yeah, there's, I think, 21, and oh. TF2 had 9. And, I mean, I could go on... I could talk about, you know, stuff like this for a long time. I just think that one of Overwatch's uh, flaws is its uh, silhouette, its strength of silhouette. So that's something that TF2 was really, really amazing. Each of their characters was, you could spot who they were from a mile away. You knew who how to deal with them depending on your class. Yeah. Um, you know, round thing in the distance, that's a heavy. You know, yeah. Uh, squat and short, or... Uh, 
kind of chunky, that's what maybe your demo man or your NG, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. Um, I think Overwatch doesn't have that at going for it as well as it does. Yeah, and that can be frustrating as a player because you, you can't judge it attacks. Can. Yeah. yeah, especially as a new player because you don't know what each character quite can do against you. And mm-hmm. so not only is it you're guessing as to who's out there in the distance, but also what mechanics, you don't even know what, how their mechanics you know, beat yours. Yeah. Did you happen to play any League of Legends by any chance or no? No, that's a MOBA, right? Yeah, it's a MOBA, yeah. I can't get into MOBAs. I okay. played some Dota back in college, just a, just briefly, um, like with friends, and it's one of those games that, like, I, I mean, I guess I, I guess I enjoy it, but I'm no good at it. And so, I understand. It's one of those games where if you're not good at it, you're not gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, when you were talking about Hex Heroes, you're talking about this top-down, you know, with different classes. That's the first thing that came to mind. But then once you started yeah. describing it, I was like, oh, not exactly this. I mean, not the same same idea, but not you know not exactly the same. Because I, I played League for like five years, and that was one of the problems with League as well. Was there was like a hundred and something champions, Ugh, and no. yeah, so it's like so you're telling me I have to have a knowledge, yeah, of at least seventy five champions to to just so I can hang out with everybody else on the map, and it became too much. Like, uh, I, you'd have to put so much time into it every week. To, yeah. to stay current, it was it wasn't worth it. I don't know. So, I can't even imagine how that game's balanced. You know. You know, it's not. It's it, it's just like any other game where you have that many options. It's seventy percent of them are useless. Thirty percent rise to the top because they're overpowered. And yeah. they and they have the constantly have that nerf and buff wave. So right. That was basically that that game. But uh, it wasn't. It was a great game. I'm not. I'm not trying to take a shit on it or anything, but it's it just it had it had its flaws, just kind of like you're saying it had its, it had its flaws. And like you were saying with the silhouette, like I remember in TF2, when if somebody was behind a wall, they would you know silhouette like sometimes silhouette them. Yeah, I mean obviously I would think it was your teammates only, but even just that kind of stuff kind of helps your brain go, this is what that image looks like mm-hmm. that far away. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about. Issues. Yeah, Overwatch seems fun. I might, I might end up getting it, but who knows? I've been playing. Yeah, it's such a direct rip of TF2. Yeah, I mean, it's what it looked. It looked like a a a slightly faster paced TF2 to me. But I didn't. Yeah, I didn't play a lot of TF2. I liked it, but I was I came late to the party. I mean, I think I started playing TF2 like two years ago. And oh, that's very late. I think I quit yeah. TF2 about. Three years ago, so okay, yeah. See, and I was just—I would just get housed. Just, I just didn't really know what I was doing. I liked it, but you know, I didn't have anyone to play with, and that whole story. So whatever, it was no big deal. But uh, so yeah, Overwatch right now. Have you played the Division at all, or no? No, that's—I mean, I, it's not really my kind of game. Not your style, yeah. That's that was my most recent thing, and it's—I don't know. It's just okay. I'm kind of searching for a new one right now, but I just finished the Swapper two or three days ago, and so now I'm like, because right currently I play like a normal, like a multiplayer game, and then I'm always playing some kind of puzzle or single player game, something like that. But again, I'm with you. I'm like 28 now. I have a house and a wife and dogs and a job, and you just don't have time for it. It's just all the time sucks away, and then, you know, you get to 
you do your art. Like, this is my thing. So it's nice to, like, get to talk to somebody at night and, and hear somebody else say, I also don't get to game as much as I want. It's, yeah. it's, it's so nice. Uh, so let's talk about Tumblestone for a second. So you yeah. and Ty worked on this again. So what, what type of game is this? Uh, so it's Ty and two other programmers, Alex and Justin, uh, okay. and uh, myself. The, uh, and it's a, gosh, hi. There's, there's so many different puzzle games that it's like, but it's not. Um, so it's a, it's a local multiplayer competitive puzzle game. So you're, um, up to four players and you're facing off against one another and you're shooting blocks that are above you, uh, three of the same color in a row. So red, 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 blue, blue, blue. Okay. Uh, and you're kind of chipping away at it, at this, this, um, block of blocks mm-hmm. above you and uh, the first person to clear their board wins and they all have everybody has the same puzzle at least in in puzzle race which is one of the modes it's, mm-hmm. i think it's one of the best modes um and so you're all kind of trying to uh figure out the solution to the puzzle before you know the other person does okay yeah that's see i like stuff like that as well because i don't know any kind of competition is fun but yeah, oh yeah, it's it's a blast. It's definitely the kind of like, you know, you can't just play one game kind of game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was nice to hear you say, red, 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 blue, 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 yellow, yellow. So you are working working with colors again. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Is is that nice or did oh, you yeah. enjoy oh. the monochrome? I'm I'm done with black and white. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple times during the game when, you know, because of the monochrome coloring or I guess lack thereof you know when you were trying to find a key sometimes it would be hard to see it because not to like not not as a horrible critique to you this is just me being no, honest with you. that was, a, a that was one of the problems of the game what uh, sorry sorry that was a huge limitation of the game yeah you know we kind of there are, in many ways we backed ourselves into a corner with the decisions that were made by you know just the design so we did not want to use color at all and we had to come up with sort of new ways to draw the eye, and that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the key has like a spinning um, kind of graphic behind it that, so yeah. there's motion, and you're kind of looking there. And it kind of glows, yeah. Like there's a right yeah. g- gives off like that, yeah. I mean, by the fourth by the fourth chapter, we were scraping the bottom of the barrel for ideas on how to convey. Mechanics, especially with something as complicated as what's happening in Chapter Four, which I think is probably the weakest part in terms of gameplay mechanics, mm-hmm. because it's so difficult. It just the difficulty ramps up at Chapter Four, and it doesn't really like gradually, you know, let the player learn the way that the other chapters do. So that mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably the weakest part of the game. Um, I still don't know if people get it right away. That you're manipulating two separate fields of gravity, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be too. I don't want to be critical with you by any means. But I no, guess, please do. I'll be I, honest. Yeah, I guess you're an artist. I'm making the money off of yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah. It's gone and out there, and I get my uh, my check in the mail. That's okay. Yeah. That's um. Yeah, I was going to say it took me there. It, it was the hanging lamps, obviously, that clued me into. Okay. Oh, we're, the, there's two different things, and that was a giant help. When when that clicked, I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, we tried to implement as many environmental features as possible yeah. that would kind of, you know, imply that. There's rain. I don't know if you notice. No, um, not at all. Oh, no, no, no. That's not true. Yeah, you'd see, yeah, the way the rain was falling. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. However, if you're playing it on 360, um, I'm not sure, but there might be far less rain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I played it on one Xbox One, so oh, okay. I yeah, they, had no issues. But, yeah, yeah well, I... I never considered it as rain. It's funny that you say rain. I think, of course it's rain. But at the time, I just thought they're showing me which way the gravity's falling. Like, that, I never considered it to be rain. But now that you say it's rain, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. Well, I never... Rain slash ink, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Okay, great. Uh, I do want to talk about Undertale because I had, my brother-in-law told me to purchase the game. I bought it on Steam. I played through it one time. I didn't get it. And so... You didn't get it? I, I did not. I didn't. I just, I didn't get it. I went through it. It says I couldn't, I couldn't hurt anyone. I only played it through it one time. And I just didn't understand why it was even made. But he told me I have to play through it again. And I... So, did you do a pacifist run the first time? I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't, like, it. I hit somebody, I think, a couple times. But I don't, honestly, I don't really remember. It just... The game was very confusing to me. Okay. I didn't I didn't I, quite understand it. So. I think it's um the reason why I like it is okay. it challenges a lot of tropes in games. Um it's very quirky in its dialogue, which I thought was great. I guess it's not for everybody. I no, know. I'll agree with that. I liked the dialogue and I thought, Oh, it's really cute. It's 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 very aware of what it is. Yeah, and I yeah. I loved the combat, which is super unique and that it's like a bullet hell RPG kind of situation. So, so yeah, just explain it to me. So, what did what did I miss? I missed something. Well, if you didn't, I mean, I've only played it once. Okay. And I did a pacifist run my first try because someone told me try to go through it without killing anything. And I, I mean, I'd recommend that you do because it's the best way to play it. Okay. I think. I mean, unless you're going for unless you've already played it that way, and then you want to do a genocide run where you kill everything. Kill everything. <laughs> um. But yeah, Pacifist Run lets you actually hear all the characters continue talking after, you know, you battle them because they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that dialogue flushes out. It's just an, I don't know, I, I like the bullet hell elements. What, what, what didn't you get? I, I just, I didn't understand. So I, <clears throat> and again, this was months ago. Hold on, I gotta clear my throat one time. Oh. Yeah, so, so I got it. I got the game just after Christmas because I was home visiting family and I, my brother-in-law told me to get it. And so, I, that, so I, it's vague memory because, again, I only played through it once. It didn't take me very long. And I don't know, man, see, that's I kind of feel silly bringing it up now because I don't even know if I actually beat the game. I'm pretty sure that I did, but it restarted. So I played through it again. But the, it seems to me that there was a point which I couldn't get past Without hurting them, that's what I remember. Is that that's, that's the very? Well, I feel like we should cut this out too because I don't want to talk about Undertale spoilers. Yeah, why? Well, I, mean, I could drop like a Undertale spoilers if you haven't played it, you know, something like that. Okay, you know? there you go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, at the end, the last boss, last ish boss. I don't want to spoil it for you either, but mm-hmm. you actually have to damage until you get him down to a okay. like a sparing level. Okay. So like a, like kind of like Pokemon catching them. Yeah, yeah. He's the only one actually. I think you need to do that with. Okay. So 
you can. Yeah, that's why I think the game is is more fun in a pacifist run is because it's challenging in a way that I think a lot of other games haven't been. Mm-hmm. That you're not fighting, you're evading their attacks in a bullet hell, and then you're trying to figure them out. Like, what's wrong with them? Do they want me? Do they want me to console them or you know figure out their little quirks? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? Now that you're saying that, I remember trying you know trying a different option when they would ask me a question or I'd be talking to them and some of them would respond I mean man I'm saying something so obvious but they, some of them would respond the same way and I so I kind of caught on to that but I just didn't understand I'm I'm going that's another one I'll probably play through that relatively soon then just to give it another whack I mean there's no reason not to cuz I own it and and, and ever a lot of people like that game you know, it's not. I'm in the yeah. vast minority. But so, if you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah, well, it's not, I'm not even saying I didn't like it. I just didn't. I didn't get it. It was. It. It. it I think it was over my head. Did that's, you? I mean, did you ever play Earthbound? No, never. Okay. Earthbound. So I mean, it 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 draws heavily from Earthbound in its both its writing and its art style. So I think if you played that and you liked that, then okay, it 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 would click. A lot faster with you. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. How old's Earthbound? Ninety. Oh, old. Uh, old. Five. Okay. Okay. So Nintendo. Yeah, I never played that one. Yeah, it's what NES is from. If you play, if you play Smash. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I played a lot of Super Smash Bros. Melee. That mm-hmm. was yeah, the GameCube one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to play through that again. That's why I was I was excited when you said Undertale. Um, the music is also phenomenal. The music. Yeah, is- I like. I mean, I like the art style as well. 8-bit stuff. People do interesting, cool stuff with that. So it's always fun. And there's there's a band that does 8-bit only music. That Gucci. Yeah, yeah, they do uh, the Nerdist intro, I think. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's. So yeah, that's always a lot of fun, especially. All right, well then. Uh, just, I wanted to ask you, like, what are, what are some of your favorite games, art, you know, with art, depending on, I mean, just, just with overall. Arts? Yeah, just like, like, Bioshock's the one I always go back to. That's my, like, stairway to heaven where I just, that felt like a world. It was just one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen in my life. The first uh, time. I'd probably have to say, let's see, I, I don't, I actually don't think much about this. Um, yeah, and if, I think more about favorite games in general, but um, Wind Waker probably. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of of art styles that obviously hold up, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So both the original and the HD version, I think, are they both look great mm-hmm. in their own kind of ways. Um, TF2, I think, hits all the right notes on on an art style. Like, I'm pretty sure, no matter what time. It is. You can play it, and it'll still look good because of how just solid the art is um, and being ageless. Yeah, I can understand what you mean because it isn't. They're not going for these look exactly like people, but they they don't look like cartoons either. It's right. Yeah, they're like caricatures. Of right. People. I mean, it's like it's even like um, when you look at Pixar movies that yeah <clears throat> first runs. They don't look the best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, what they're striving for now is almost realism, which is kind of a shame because I would have liked to see them 
push more for something that was timeless looking, you know? Yeah. Uh, something like, I'm not sure if you've seen, I'm not sure if you've seen the uh, short Feast. I have not, but I'm going to write it down. I watch a lot of movies. I'm a big movie buff, so if it's a movie short, I'll watch it. Okay, so check out Feast. I'm not keen on the story. It's a little cliche, but okay. the art style is is one that is, you know, ageless. Like, it's oh, not yeah. realistic, but it's not necessarily, you know, it's stylistic. And I think that's my favorite games in terms of art are going to always be stylistic. So did you love Spirited Away? Do you, I mean, I'm assuming you've seen it, or no? I It's actually the only Miyazaki film I have seen. Okay, um, yeah, it's the only one I've seen as well. But. It was weird. Okay. Me. Granted, I was... I mean, I saw it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and so that was kind of new to me, and I wasn't really a big uh, anime fan. Yeah. Um, a lot I, of the culture and the, the like storytelling was weird. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. I just thought maybe you did because I, I was looking at Feast and I thought oh, that kind of reminds me of Spirited Away, like a 3D version. But I, I, I didn't dislike the art, but I didn't like the movie. I didn't get it. It was like, for me, I was just thought it was yeah, okay. Same. It is w- a little out there, um, but I mean, I think there's merit to that. I just it's mm-hmm. been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, my perspective on and things has changed dramatically in the last, I don't know, five years, let alone 10 or 15. What has been the biggest change for you? Uh, um, Not, sorry sorry to ask you such a general question, but I, I'm interested in... Well, I mean, you know, from a movie standpoint, cinematography and directing style and, and acting, you know, as a kid, mm-hmm. you watch stuff and you're like, that was cool, you know? Certainly. But like, I mean, Civil War was disappointing to me. and I Thank think you. <laughs> I thought it was all right at best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was good, but it wasn't. I mean, it's vanilla. Here comes Civil War spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, yeah, but nobody died, no. and like, come on, I'm I'm getting tired of it. I mean, yeah, yeah, can't fake us out anymore with who dies and who doesn't because no one's dying. No one dies. Uh, yeah, I thought it it betrayed its narrative a lot, and the characters. You know, like Tony would. Rec- Crude a child? Why would he do that? You know? Yeah, and uh, and like, why would if if anything? And I know this is stupid, but why if if anybody is going to side with the government, it's Cap. I mean, I understand that Bu- that Bucky is kind of swaying his opinion, but I don't see Tony going, "Hey, we should definitely work with the government." Whereas in Iron Man One, he's like adamantly not going to work with the government. Well. So, I mean, it makes sense that Cap is anti-government. We just saw S.H.I.E.L.D., you know. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, with like, and everything, yeah. What I think doesn't hold up is the fact that Tony lives in this world, too. You know, like, didn't he see the same thing happen? Like, is he really going to... It's not like Captain America is in his bubble about... He's not a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. The whole world saw Hydra invade S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, that's not a secret, you know what yeah. I mean? So, I think it's weird that Tony kind of just doesn't think about that. There's... I could go on for hours about my problems with Civil War. Yeah, the well, action was great. Yeah, Ant Man and Spider Man are fantastic. I'm excited for Spider Man now, where I wasn't before. I'm with I, you on that. Yeah, hundred percent. But like, this is weird. So many little weird things, like Cap kissing the, the niece of Peggy. Come on, that was weird. Yeah, just that actress came out and complained about that. Said, oh, did she? Yeah, she said like it's distasteful. And I was like, it is. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. 
it's Cap is this altruistic guy. He would never, he would never like hook up with Katie's niece or Katie, Agent Carter's niece. He would yeah. just never, he would never do that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I didn't oh, God. see lots of things. Like, so okay. go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. Like okay, well, a civil war. I'll try to. Say as many things as possible without droning on. Go nuts. Um, Scarlet Witch, she should hate Tony. I don't know why she doesn't like have a seething hatred for him. He essentially led to the like cr- destruction of Sokovia, the death of her brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vision just throws out this really what the hell like causation or correlation correlation equals causation argument where he's like, what if bad guys exist because we exist? It's like, aren't you supposed to be an AI? Powered by the Mind Stone. Come on, man. Yeah. The yeah. villain's plot is so convoluted. Like, his plan is to get Tony and Cap and Bucky there at that location to show them a VHS he knows exists, to show them this thing that, like, come on. Also, major plot hole. At the beginning, Crossbones, you know, he's put up to this, like, raid that Cap stops to make it look like Bucky is orchestrating it, right? Like, yeah. that's the plan? Yeah. But he tries to kill Cap with an explosion. If he succeeded, there wouldn't be a civil war, you know? Yeah. So, it would... Well, sorry, what's what's the guy's... I don't, I don't know the character's name that his wife dies... And and he's the main the, the main villain. I cannot... Oh, Zemo. So, so, so Zemo... So it spoils Zemo's entire plan. Yeah. If... If Cap dies, which he doesn't want to happen. Right. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's a good point. So, it's just, there were too many characters. It was way too long. Yeah. I have so problems with it. I was going to say, I did, I, I, I agree with you. I just, I'll, 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 you know, flatter you, well, not flatter you, but agree with you on the 100% on, I didn't care at all about Spider-Man, saw the movie, and I was like, oh, I'm ready for Homecoming. Like, yeah. this will be, like, that kid... Sold it for me. I like him a lot. Uh, Ant Man getting giant was one of the best things I've seen in cinema in a bit. I mean, it was so exciting. I thought the scene with the the jail, the underwater prison, was superfluous. Like, oh god! And Cap and uh, Bucky fly to Siberia, and in that time, Tony visits an underwater prison, and and. Like manages to get there like two minutes after them. Mm-hmm. That makes, yeah. Weird continuity issues. I thought that was way too much filler. I thought, why put the like, why put Cap's team in prison just to bust them out at the end? It seemed like, I don't know. And then Cap, how is he able to get to an underwater prison and bust them out so seamlessly? Yeah, and it's not like they don't like the people. In charge, don't know that this is possible. Right. That the, 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 they aren't superheroes. Right. The, yeah. <laughs> Man, you're making me like it less. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Envision basically has the same, like, problem, like, with what you were saying about, like, that Batman has in every single episode that the Joker's in of, oh, I'm creating this. It's kind of an old thought where it's, I don't even know why they would explore that, the Russo brothers. Doesn't... Right, because it's like you know that Loki exists outside of the Avengers. Like, yeah, he was a silly notion. He was there a long time before any of them were born. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, assuming assuming how long he's been alive, I don't know. But yeah, man, you make me like that movie even less. No, I'm sorry. No, it's I, it's fine with me. It's weird. Is I'm a 
I'm not a big like Marvel guy by any means, but I've seen every show and movie so far. I just my well, wife that's more than I have. I, I really enjoyed uh, the Winter Soldier, and I've, I've I've only seen it once. So see, I we saw it once and I hated it. I saw it a second time and I thought, oh, that was actually a really good movie. So I've not seen the TV shows. That's all I haven't seen. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Agents of Shield's good, but that's I mean you have to. 24 episodes a season, and it's just a lot. It's not like Game of Thrones where it's 10. You know, it's 24s. Right. And I'm be- not a TV show person. Yeah. Because it's, it's on network, I also don't... I feel like it's less legitimate for some reason, because they can't swear, I guess. Maybe, maybe I'm just like... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a child in that way. Sure. Um, yeah, Captain America. So wait, did you see Batman vs. Superman? No. I, okay. didn't. I was gonna. Uh, but I don't care. I, I hated Man of Steel. Okay. Yeah. Probably wouldn't like... Yeah. Well, the, the, my argument... So a lot of my friends loved Civil War and hated Batman vs. Superman. And I am a huge Batman fan. So I have a huge, insanely biased opinion of that movie. But I'll I, say... I, mean, I don't like... Uh, yeah, I didn't like Man of Steel. I didn't really like Dark Knight Rises. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I, I like Dark Knight... Less every time I see it. Really? Yeah. yeah I, a, I thought it was phenomenal when I first saw it, and then like after having seen it five more times, it's like this is not good. Yeah, the Nolan. So like the Nolan Batman's, and I love that people have different opinions, but those Nolan Batman movies are probably my favorite three movies. Like they're my pantheon, is what I call it. Like I don't even mention them when I talk about my favorite movies because I just I enjoy them so much. Gotcha. But. Whatever, I don't, you know, if you don't like it, whatever. And in fact, I actually like Dark Knight the least of the three. Really? Yeah, I like Begins and then Rises and then and then the <laughs> Dark Knight. But uh, but that's because Begins is the only real, like, legitimate Batman movie, if you ask me. I mean, it, that's that's what Batman is to me. Yeah, but, I think so, too. I think it's the strongest of the trilogy. Yeah, it's it's incredible. But, uh, yeah, well, I was going to say, Batman vs. Superman, since you don't care... They took risks, and that's what I appreciated, was at least he was trying to do something that wasn't... That was, that's my issue with a lot of the Marvel movies. They have this cookie-cutter system, and they kind of just follow the same beats on a lot of their movies. It's it's, uh, it's a bit annoying to me. But, I don't know, do you, do you... How many of those have you seen, the Marvel movies? All of them. Oh, you've seen all of them? Yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Okay, all the Marvel. So, well, how how did you feel from like yeah, from like Iron Man one to to now? Like, what what were some of the ones you you enjoyed? I, wait, I take that back. I haven't seen Iron Man three. That's the only movie I've seen of the MCU. That's that one's. Uh, people have really mixed opinions about that movie. I feel like I wouldn't like it. I mean, I I practically read about it because I hadn't seen it. So yeah. I, just, I had it spoiled for me because I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd like it or not. Yeah, it's it's a Tony Stark movie, not an Iron Man movie. Which when I was told that, I I said oh, I'll like it a lot more then because I like character driven movies. And yeah, that's yeah, that's the problem I had with Civil War was like, yeah. there could have been a lot more communication. I mean, this fight didn't need to happen. Yeah, you're right. It's it's two dudes that have gotten along for quite some time that now they just can't get along apparently, which. Right. I say they get along. I mean, they they had little squabbles in the Avengers, but nothing like that. Where they they're gonna go from zero to a hundred. I think Tony is way too emotional. I mean, I don't know. 
maybe maybe they sell it right because they kind of build to it, but uh, well, yeah. each the problem with Tony is from Iron Man one, so he creates Iron Man suit with this technology, which then oh, Obadiah's crane. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So Price. he's. So yes. Was so Price? Is that his last name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then he takes the technology that Tony created and fights him with it. So Tony never creates that technology. That never happens. Then if you go to Iron Man two, the same thing happens. It's this guy, you know, feeds off his technology, whatever. Iron Man three is literally they create the you know the first steps of. Ultron, you know, basically in that movie. Yeah. And and then they create Ultron, which is this problem that Tony's fault again. I guess it was a bit of Bruce's fault as well, but yeah, it's it's the rashness of him constantly making these giant rash decisions that almost every movie, for me at least, in the Marvel Universe is based off of his insanity. Well that's you can't have a character grow uh, until they're a good person, because then they're boring. So they they have yeah. to be dynamic, and they seem to constantly reset the character. You know, yeah. It's like Iron Man Two. Oh my gosh, he has to deal with the fact that people are using his technology for bad. You know, like yeah. And then you know Ultron. It's like how many times can he make the same mistake? This is why they should kill him. This yeah. And character should die is because it's time for new characters. Yeah, you know, and honestly, after, so like, Age of Ultron, not a lot of people love that one. I thought that was one of the better Marvel movies, and I'm sure that if I thought about it, if I actually really thought about it, I'm sure I could find some problems with it. But my point is, it was, it at least felt like there were stakes, you know, that bad things could actually happen, and things actually did happen that were bad. Um... Well, yeah. I mean, her brother dies. That's the one thing that happens that has never happened in any other Marvel movie. Yeah, you got me on that. And I was like, yeah, bad things. Bad thing. Bad thing happened. <laughs> yeah, her brother died. Which is annoying because they made such a big deal about having that character in the movie because it was also an X-Men. Right. And then they killed him. <laughs> Which... I, I, I think that takes guts. I commend any death. Uh, yeah. As long as it's done well. But wouldn't you agree, though, that, like, that death is kind of... And that's an easy death, whereas... I mean, if yeah. you kill Black Widow or something, you really kill somebody. Like, especially Hawkeye yeah. is relatively expendable, not to be a dick, but you could get rid of him. And it would still... but And you would feel it. Especially with Age of Ultron getting to meet his family and understanding more about him, you know? Well, I think that would have been too... Yeah. I think if he had died, it would have been, like, give me a break, like... Saw this coming a mile away. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess you're riding that line. So that, I thought that was that was something I felt about Quicksilver. Was like, oh my god, like died, and because I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you manage to live through the first movie you're in, I guess you're gold. <laughs> yeah, you just stay in. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, in Civil War, uh, uh, what's his name? Don Cheadle's character. Like, Brody. yeah, he has, he's paralyzed, which means nothing in the MCU. Like, robot legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If what you're not you... dead, you're, even if you are dead. Even if you are dead. Coulson. Coulson, you know? yep. I was just gonna say, Coulson's hand 
is 100 percent, you know, robotic. I didn't know that in the show. Yeah, okay. A spoiler if you ever watch. Sorry, <laughs> if you ever watch the show, but I probably won't. Yeah, it's he loses his hand at some point. And they use the same technology they use to bring him back to life to build this hand. So yeah, there, there just aren't stakes on things, I and mean, when you take away stakes, it does get boring. And Coulson dying in Avengers was huge. That was that was a- huge. Yeah, I think Avengers is one of the greatest MCU movies because of the the feeling of stakes and the character development and the fact that like I think it's one of Ultron's failings is Ultron they had to establish the enemy and vanquish him in the same movie, mm-hmm. whereas Avengers had all of that set up already, and so you kind of just want to be there for the interaction, not for the exposition and the, you know, resolution so much. Yeah, so, so you think, I mean, we're just bullshitting, so you think maybe a more, like, more of a turnover of characters would be beneficial? Yes. Because, God. yeah. I was expecting, uh, at the end of Civil War, actually, I was not expecting, hoping, actually, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, Tony blasts off Bucky's arm at the end there, and uh, Cap's about to like stab his chest with his shield. Yeah, and I was like half wishing for the for his chest blast to like blow a hole in Cap's chest, and there to just be like this really like oh shit moment, you know? Yeah. Um, and the I I really am a fan of the idea of like taking up mantles, so like Bucky could be the next Cap. Or Falcon could be the next Cap, or yeah. Pepper could have been the next Iron Man. Like they they teased that in Iron Man three, and then just said nah, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. If and if if I had it my way, first of all, lots of people would be dead. Yeah. Second okay. of all, yeah, you're, you're talking uh, about a massacre. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it would be who's dying in this movie would be like the game. It's, it's Game of Thrones, Marvel. Marvel yeah. Game of Thrones, okay, yeah. But I was really hoping that the whole Spider-Man thing was going to be, like... So, with Sony's act, like Sony having Spider-Man and this being, like, what is going on? How can he be in two universes at once? The way I would have done it was have uh, Peter Parker die in Civil War. And have the MCU have its own Spider-Man. Like, okay, so that yeah. it's not Peter Parker. And it, you, can, you can have... Miles Morales, because god damn it, I want Miles Morales so bad. Like, is Miles Morales the one that they just had? Like He's like the main Spider-Man of the comic universe. Currently. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, currently. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, why and why not? We've had, what, five Spider-Man movies in the last 20 years? And they've all been Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, and they all haven't been great. So, and I mean, yeah, give us something new. I'm, I'm very socially, like, and politically loud. So mm-hmm. if you follow me on Twitter, you might mute me, and I take no offense to that. No. Especially your listeners, if you're still keeping this in the podcast. Yeah, of course. But, like, so, yeah. yeah, I'm very, very political. Good. I'm political in games on my Twitter, and I'm sure that annoys a lot of people, and I'm sorry. But, like, there's just there's so many storytelling elements that you have available to you opportunities with Miles Morales being Afro-Latino, like how does the media view a, you know, a black kid in a mask? How, like yeah. when Spider-Man is swinging around, the default is that he's white, and people would probably assume he's white, and what would happen if his suit was cut and you could see his black skin, you know? Black, yeah. and how does the media that already hates Spider-Man 
or at least, you know, J. Jonah Jameson hates him. Yeah. Sort of. How would he then spin it, you know? And there's so many complex, like, things to, to talk about there that, like, to draw on, especially in today's climate. That, like, that's just a, with Peter Parker. It's like, come on, I've been there already. Not to mention, I mean, Civil War was this perfect avenue for, you know, strong black characters. It was, like, really... Yeah. I mean, it was so nice to see more than one black character on the screen, and I didn't even think about it. It was yeah. awesome. And that would have been amazing with what you're talking about with with Spider-Man. Is you're, you're already, bran- not branching off, but it's less of a stretch to make that decision now than it would have been five years ago. Yeah. You know? And... and well, I mean, how long did we have to wait until... Black Panther. Or, yeah. Well... It's because, like, Black Panther was the one good thing I thought about Civil War was... I'm excited about that movie, too. I, I think, am, too, yeah. Yeah, like, that He that was one of the coolest-looking... I mean, visually, one of the coolest-looking superheroes I've seen on screen. Right. Just, and I don't think we have his, like, persona yet in the MCU, either. Yeah, well, yeah, they're just... Everyone's so smug, you yeah. know? And he's just, like, down to business. Like, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, where Hawkeye is, like... Hi, we haven't met. I'm Clint. And he's like, I don't care, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Well, yeah, he's not, not to put too much on it, but he's not part of this American culture. He doesn't really care. He's not from here. So why would, yeah, why would he care about this? Because at that point, it was just about killing Bucky. Right. At that point. So, yeah, so like that was the thing that I attached myself to in Civil War was that guy can act. I don't know the actor's name, actually. Um, oh God, Chad, Chad, Wick Bozeman. Chad Wick Bozeman, yeah. So yeah, so he can act the socks off anybody, and uh, and again, I I like character stuff, so I'm excited to see the character. I don't know anything about the character of Black Panther. I'm not. Yeah, a, I don't either. Yeah, um, I'm not a big comic book. I I only read Batman comic books. That's those are the only ones I read. So I don't I don't know. So it'll be exciting <laughs> to see it. But yeah. Well, it was great talking to you, man. I really uh, Are there any questions you still had for me? I mean, no, honestly, I ran out of questions a bit ago, but we we were having I was having such a good time talking. I just you kept bringing up things. I kept thinking, oh, well, I'll ask him about Undertale, I'll ask him about this and that, and that. You know, and mostly this podcast started off on a I wanted to talk to people about movies and comic books and stuff that I like and it turned into fast like a way for me to not have for me to have a conversation with someone without saying hey let's have a conversation you know what I mean yeah so I kind of just use it as this vehicle to get to talk to people like you that made this ready I'm gonna flatter you like crazy made this amazing thing one of the best things I've probably ever seen in my whole life I loved it I played tons of games over the year man and I, I was trying to get my wife to get involved with this so she could play it, but she got the motion sickness thing because she's uh-huh. she's kind of like that. But yeah, I mean, really knocked out of the park. I'm excited about the next games you have coming out, especially this Tumblestone because I like puzzle games. Is yeah, that coming check out? out Tumblestone. It's coming out on everything. I'm on not everything. Kidding. Name I'm it. Not- it's there. And don't be. I've already heard the Virtual Boy. It's not coming to Virtual Boy. It's okay. Every current platform you can. Think it's coming of. like Android. Eventually. Okay, but 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 it is. That's that's great. 
and like iOS, and then so the plan is yes, PC, yep, Xbox One, PS4 yep. launch, yep, Wii and Wii U as well. Yep. And what do you know when or not yet? I can't say when. Okay. Uh, but very 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 soon. Very 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 soon. Ramping up the the marketing. All right. Well. That's exciting. That's very exciting. I'll I'll definitely check that out when it comes um, when I play through Undertale again. And thanks for doing it, man. I really appreciate you taking your time and you know just blowing time with me in your busy day. You could have spent this time gaming, but oh yeah, no, thanks for having me. And I if I can plug Hex Heroes one more time, absolutely check out Hex Heroes if you like Grant Kirkhope's work on Banjo Kazooie, and he did uh, the music for Perfect Dark, Kingdoms of Amalur. Viva Pinata. Um, if you like those games and you like his music, there's more of it in Hex Heroes. If you like StarCraft and Warcraft. And about when is Hex Heroes dropping? <sighs> that it, you can't say when for a different reason. Because okay. we're just in the thick of development and we can't promise any windows. We've tried promising before and it just leads to backlash. I understand. Yeah, I get that completely. We, we get... In, Never mind, this is a whole, that's a whole other tangent, but I, I completely <laughs> understand that. People at work, we get laid off from time to time, you know, at Chrysler, they have scheduled layoffs, and people at work complain that they don't tell us when it's going to happen, and I was trying to explain it, and I said, they don't know. If they knew, they'd tell us, because right. if they tell us something that they think is going to happen, then it doesn't, we're all going to freak out, right. so why would they tell us? So I get, I completely understand that. That makes sense. Um, awesome. Well... When Hex Heroes comes out, I will let everybody know about it that, that I play games with. So we Do you have a Wii U? I don't have a Wii U. That's the problem. I don't have one. I know two I, guys that have them, though. I, I, can't, I can't recommend it just because it's sort of like in its, it's dying down now, and they're planning on talking about the NX soon. But mm-hmm. some of the best games of this generation, I think, are on it. Yeah, that new Mario game looked incredible. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, 3D World's great. Mario Kart 8 is um, is the best Mario Kart ever. Yeah, Smash is the best Smash right now. See, that's that's enough. Smash alone would be enough for me to come back. But uh, for me, it's just it's time. And yeah, that's another system. Totally. And it's you know it is. You don't even want to see my backlog of games. <sighs> I, I can't. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Cool. Well. Also, if you ever just want to chat it up, you don't have to do a podcast. I enjoyed talking to you, man. So if you ever yeah, want to just here, we could talk about uh, the next Marvel movie. Please. Yeah, yeah. In, in sixteen days or whatever, they're they're coming out every couple of months. So yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks again for doing this, Mario, and uh, pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, cheers. Oh wait, hang on. Oh yeah, do you have a Twitter? I do. It's Anamana Tangent. I didn't know you had a Twitter. Oh, so yeah. I'll I'll follow you because. Because you said you like to get political and stuff, and I, I love uh, politics. That's so. my Twitter handle. Um, I'll follow you back. Cool, 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 man. Yeah, so yeah, I'll just... Awesome. This will be wonderful. Yeah, I actually... This is off-air. Um, would... Do you think Ty would do the podcast, or no? Just, if I if I ask him, I'm not asking you to ask him, I don't want you to do it. I'm just asking... Yeah, he, if he, he would, would. Um, but he's probably a little bit more time-sensitive, because I know that they're... they're Really hammering that release for Tumblestone. Certainly, yeah. I, I mean, I uh, usually I tell people an hour, and I usually only do about fifty-five minutes just to be respectful. But when you said you had nothing to do, I was like, well, I'm just gonna keep enjoying this <laughs> if that's all right with you. 
Well, that I mean, I don't have nothing to do. Yeah, understandable. understandable. I have things I should be doing, but yeah. this is more fun stuff. Well, I I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. But cool, cool, cool. Well, maybe I'll reach out to him and see if. Uh, I don't have a lot of followers. Also, I just figured out Twitter. I just it took me a while to understand it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if, I feel like I only like it because I'm doing things that mm-hmm. would attract fans, and so if fans want to see me talk about crap, then they can. Okay. But as a as a common user, like as a consumer, I really don't see the point. Yeah, I don't... Every time I tweet out like a new podcast, I feel like nobody sees it. And I feel like the only way to get people to see it is to do all of like the whoring out of like following a bunch of people, and I'm not going to do that. So, I just... I use it to get in touch with people a lot, just to ask them to do the podcast or you know, stuff like that. But Yeah. Yeah, so... Cool. Well, I'm excited to check out your uh, website finally. That's 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 another shit. Well, we could talk about that <laughs> if we ever record again. We'll talk about the website and stuff. But, okay. Cool. All right, man. Well, again, thank you loads and loads. I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Cool, man. Cheers. See ya.